Welcome to episode 12 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf in downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and I'm joined today by my friend and fellow entrepreneur Cadence Kidwell, owner of The Fuzzy Goat, a new yarn shop right down the street from The Bookshelf. This episode, we'll be chatting about being new in Thomasville, running a small business, following your dreams, and of course, the overlap between reading and knitting. Hope you'll stick with us. Let's get started. Podcast. I can't imagine anything better to do this morning. (laughs) So fun. Okay, let's get started. Jump right in. How did you come up with the idea for the Fuzzy Goat? So I knew the knitting experience that I wanted to have by going to shops every time I would travel any knitter knows that you got to go find the knit shop Mm -hmm. in town so you can go just like you got to go find the bookstore the the independent bookstore and you want to see what that's like yeah and so every time i would go places i have to check out the knit store and not often um was there one that just made you feel like you didn't want to leave and you you know there'd be yarns you wanted to take home but there wouldn't be this really cozy experience but the few times i did have that it really stuck with me so are knitting stores like independent bookstores where everyone is different and has its own Absolutely. special vibe? Yeah. Um, so what are some of your favorite knit shops that maybe inspired the Fuzzy Goat? So hands down, it would be Fiberspace in Alexandria, Virginia. What a great name. I know. It'd be great. <laughs> and it's F-I-B-R-E. Okay. And it, it inspired Fuzzy Goat in so many ways. I had not decided yet exactly whether, because I live halfway between Thomasville and Tallahassee, I hadn't really decided which way I was going to go. Uh-huh. But Danielle, who owns Fiberspace, was gracious enough to oh. meet with me and let oh. I had brought all my questions and asked yeah. her everything. And she's in Old Town, Alexandria, okay. which is like Thomasville, only, you know, just on a mega scale. Yeah. <laughs> big. Only big. big but bricks <laughs> yeah. and lovely and quaint and all of that. Okay. And um and she has a very modern 50s kind of Jetson okay, feel to cute. it. Okay. But her branding is all the way through on every detail, yeah. and that stuck with me. Okay, good deal. And then the sense of community, too, that she built. She said right. the love, the, um, running her shop was one of the things she really liked. Even more was uh, interacting with her other uh, fellow businesses on the street. Uh, which is very much like yeah. Thomasville. So that was kind of, that was one of my questions I was going to ask. So Cadence and I are both from Tallahassee. And I think one of my questions I wrote down was, you chose to open in Thomasville. I came into the business a little differently. I, you know, bought an already existing business, but you started from scratch. What made yeah. you choose Thomasville? So originally it was because of the walking traffic. And yeah. I knew that what I wanted to do was expose knitting to people who didn't know they wanted to knit. Yeah. <laughs> and so the way that would happen would be to be on a street where people would walk by and go, Oh, maybe I want to give that a shot. Yeah. Where knitters will will drive. You, you right. can be anywhere, you know, in a really good shop, we're gonna go. But I wanted to attract those other people and that's yeah. one of the biggest compliments I get is yeah. the people that come in and say, Aww. I didn't know I wanted to knit. Yeah. But by the time they take a turn around, they're like, Now when are those classes? Yeah. 
So that was originally that because Tallahassee doesn't really have a space where you wander and There are too discover. many small spaces like that. I think Tallahassee is moving in that direction in certain parts of town, but there's not just one, like Thomasville, there's yeah. just the one space right. where you park your car and you walk the whole street. But Ta- uh, Tallahassee doesn't really have that yet. I think they might be moving in that direction down on Gaines Street or right. near campus or things like that. But yeah, Thomasville is definitely unique in that way. And then also... Um, it has, especially the section I'm in, it has, it draws from all around, not just, mm-hmm. you know, a certain group, you know, yeah. like a certain group of college students or a certain group of That's hipsters right. or yeah. s- something like that. So be, where I am is on the main, yeah, the right, main drag coming in. So that was why I originally chose Thomasville. But then when I started looking at my options and, and talking to really the main street office, mm-hmm. That made all the difference in the world. I couldn't imagine doing it anywhere else after that. I mean, the support. Yeah, they're very helpful. The encouragement, mm-hmm. everything, right down to the financing. There was a, a revolving loan grant from the state of Georgia oh, that I was able to use the facade grants because okay. this town feels so committed to the front of their buildings yeah. looking great, that there's grants to make oh, your buildings nice. look nice on the outside. Okay. So you were able to get some help and maybe didn't know about those resources. I had no idea. Oh, that's great. So you and I both are kind of new to entrepreneurship. (laughs) Um, And now that the holidays are behind us, um, what has been the toughest part of business ownership so far? I think finding balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my, um, I pick a word for the year every year, and that was my word for 2014, was balance, because 2013 was so Out terrible. of balance. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you do in 2014? You know, I did much better, but I think for me, I learned balance didn't necessarily mean like even devotion to family, work, home, whatever. I think for me, it meant adjusting to the seasons of retail. Okay. And so for me, I've learned, okay, now yours is probably going to be different because you and I have talked about how knitting really Has picks up seasons. in the winter. Yeah. But for most retail folks, and at least at the bookstore, um, we're pretty slow January till about Easter. Um, and then Easter, weirdly, is a pretty big retail holiday so far. Um, so Jordan and I learned, okay, if we want to take a fun vacation, maybe it needs to be earlier in the year or even in the summer when it's kind of slow and hot in Thomasville and people aren't shopping as much. Um, but we had to tell our families October through December are kind of off limits and that was hard and not, I don't think our parents fully understood that meant, Hey, we can't really travel. Um, so adjusting and scheduling things the right way. The other thing I've learned, I have help in the shop now. I have staff. Um, and if it's 4.30 and it's really slow and I've finished, you know, my office tasks for the day, paying bills or whatever, I've learned, oh, I need to go home. Because October through December, that doesn't happen. But right now at 4.30 in the afternoon, if it's slow, I can come home and take a nap. Or So balance was different than I thought it would be. But I actually think in 2014, I did learn maybe it's a seasonal thing. So, yeah. So I'm encouraged by the fact that there actually will come a time where... <laughs> I'll know that I'm actually done for the day. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll pack up and go home, but then I'm still doing something well, at and that, home. Well, and that's true. Because, for example, even yesterday, so I, I didn't wind up leaving the store until 6, which is fine. We close at 6, and it wound up being a busier, just a weird day. And then I came home, 
and immediately, you know, prepped for this podcast. Um, I'm working on getting some chocolates in the store, and I had to keep corresponding oh, via email. Yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Yeah, not every day can I do that, which is why I used to feel guilty about the days where I came home and realized, ooh, I have a minute. And instead of, you know, feeling guilty about that, now I'm like, no, this is a rare minute. I need to read or I need to take a nap or I need to go for a walk. Um, So for me, it was a guilt thing, too, because I came from the corporate world where you work eight to five. And so if it was earlier than five, I was like, oh, no, I can't go home yet. Well, that's silly if there's nothing to do or if I need to work better, if I work better from home. Maybe I need to go home. Um, So, yeah, that's what balance meant for me. I don't know what it will mean for you, but that's what I finally... I don't think I've perfected it by any means, but I do think 2014 helped a little. I think part of the challenge for me with balance is I love running the shop so much Mm -hmm. that it isn't like an onerous kind of, I'm all out of balance because I'm working too hard. But I, I instantly choose the shop over maybe some other things I should be doing like you just said go for a walk yeah like my exercise routine has just gone out the door yeah completely exercise or eating right yeah exactly or you know for a while there you know spending time with my husband or taking care of my house because if you own the store I tell people all the time it's like owning another home Mm -hmm. and so when you get to your other home like I used to love decorating and I've gotten back into it but but I would come home and I'd be like, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to clean. I don't want to dust. Please, somebody else back I don't know how course. you moved. Uh, yeah, that was a year ago. <laughs> I moved to Thomasville. And yeah, my family my family is a huge help. They live in Tallahassee. And it took me a month to move from Tallahassee to Thomasville. Because <laughs> we did it like every weekend, a few, one room at a time. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's how we wound up moving in the middle of, of retail. Um, and did you time your season? Yeah, I did it in season? February. Mm-hmm. Did it, I think we closed in January and then moved in February. Yeah, it was definitely intentional because I knew I can't move. We were looking at houses and it took us so long to find one that we put an offer in like in October and it went, it fell through. And looking back, I think that was kind of providential because I don't think we could have done it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so along those lines, owning the bookstore was a dream come true for me. Um, but there are nightmarish parts to owning it. And I say that tongue in cheek, but also I want people to understand even your dreams can be hard when they're made reality. So what, um, how does the fuzzy goat reality differ from the dream of fuzzy goat? You know, I have to say I went into it with my eyes completely wide open that there really isn't anything that I'm surprised by. So there aren't any of those nightmares of like, Oh, if only I'd known. Right. <laughs> there there really isn't any of that. I yeah. worked with the Small Business Development Center because, like you said, I really had yeah. no retail experience. Yeah. So I I worked with them, and they gave me work to do. and oh, that's and I, really cool. Was that I, out of Tallahassee? It was, that? yeah. Okay. I like that. And that um, where I had to do profit and loss and mm. do my research and figure it all out. And so, actually, we were doing... What we thought we'd do in the second year, mm-hmm. I'm doing in the first year. Oh, yay. Now, having said that and doing all that work, I haven't spent any time actually looking to see, are my expenses right? <laughs> right. third year expenses instead of first year expenses right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that would be maybe the thing that might wake me up in the middle of the night yeah. is it feels a little bit like a runaway train, you know, and I yeah. just kind of have to hope. You know, when you talk about the slow season, you know, that kind of makes me clench up a little bit thinking like, 
oh, well, it's going to be really slow. And right. in the summer, we're going to have to convince people that they can still knit. And they right. can. There's right. cotton and linen and there's stuff right. to make for the holidays. Yeah. But if um, revenue really drops off, I right. the planning for that. Yeah. It's tricky. And I was talking to my manager the other day and she was, I think I was kind of panicking or, you know, stressing about something. And she said, you know, Annie, you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. And that's just a hard concept for me. Like when it's slower in the store, I immediately think, oh no, I can't spend anything right now. But you have to. You can't have an empty store. Um, you have to have a full looking store. And so that has been an adjustment for me as well like taking care of a store's finances versus taking care of my own finances so let me ask you like so one of the things that happens with us is is color so we're choosing the yarn and we choose a a palette of colors we can't afford to get every yarn in every color right well even then we got to choose which brands and all that right um but then when you get down to the one or two skeins left of a certain color like then the then it's some school of thought is Oh, that's gotta go. That's gotta go on sale. You gotta get because no one's good. But actually, we're finding like because we have so many new knitters and they don't mind knitting with one skein. It's yeah. it's more like oh, I've got to get that because you're not going to get any more. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's like that with books. Do you so, try to get a certain number and if it gets down to one? But I love it when I go in your shop and I just see the yeah. one. I'm yeah. like, ooh, that's a really <laughs> special one that Annie picked. Yeah. The, the book books, I think, are kind of like that meaning um you might have one book that maybe has been on the shelf for a while but somebody's going to pick it up now if it's been on the shelf for a while you know we'll stick it on the sale card or books the beautiful thing about books is they're returnable so we can return them to the publisher for some credit um where that's different is product so like our gift product if there's one thing left no one will touch it Nobody will touch it. I mean, it's like they don't want to take the last one. I don't know if it's because they're trying to be nice or if it's because they don't, you know, I've had a lot of people, even on books, they'll notice one like up on our bestseller wall and they'll be like, oh, can I take this? And we're like, yes, please. (laughs) Yes, we want you to buy them. But it's like they're afraid to take your display um, or they're afraid. So if product, if it's your last, you know, bracelet or if it's your last coffee mug, those take forever to go if they ever go at all. Sometimes what's on our sale cart is the last one of, of something. Everything. Yeah. And books, like I said, are different, but product for sure. You've got that one left and you don't know, oh, should I just reorder those? <laughs> or do I need to wait and see if that one finally sells? Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite part about owning the store? This is going to sound really corny, but my favorite part is really walking in every morning. Uh, isn't that special? Yeah. yeah. And just going like, wow. You know, we created this space mm-hmm. and then thinking about who's going to come in today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yesterday we had three women and um, one of them has a really debilitating disease mm-hmm. and she was teaching her sisters how to knit oh. because they wanted to learn how yeah. to do what her sister knew how to do before oh. her sister couldn't do it anymore. Do it anymore. Oh. And to be a part of that yeah. experience with them yeah. was just amazing. And I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. Right. And no. I don't know who's going to come in today. And right. Saturdays, especially, it's kind of like I'm throwing a yarn party and I don't know who's coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And that's Saturdays are my favorite, in fact. Fridays and Saturdays because they're the busiest days. And I love... I commented to someone the other day. So Monday through Thursdays are regulars. And I love our regulars. They, I like... I'm learning their names. Um, they're becoming familiar with me now. And that's really special. 
Um, but then Fridays and Saturdays are special because there's this energy in the store. It's busy. You've got people coming in who maybe have never been in the bookstore before, and so they're very complimentary and kind. Yeah. And um, and you're meeting book lovers. And bra- I call Fridays and Saturdays are my browsers. Monday through Thursday, it's people who come in and they know exactly they what they, they want. want. And I love that. It's very helpful to me as a store owner. But Fridays and Saturdays are fun because you get to watch people. I've watched people before take their time in the shelves. And that's really gratifying to see them. I've watched people before do what I do in bookstores, which is pick up like five books. And then they slowly narrow it down to the one yeah, they're going to yeah. take home. So I don't. there is something special about Saturdays in the shop, I think. Um, Where people, other people would think... How could you work on a Saturday? Yeah, and and I thought I that. feel like I'm a part of the fun of what yeah. I was doing on Saturday. On the other side was going and shopping, and yeah. I would love to have more time to go into your shop and right. and my favorite ones. Yeah, but mostly I get to feel like I'm I'm really part of the party. Yeah, it's like the holidays to me. October through December are so busy, but they're fun. Um, and if you can just um, embrace the busyness and the fun. I think you enjoy the holidays. Um, Saturdays are like that to me. I, you know, I think they were hard for me at first because, um, Jordan doesn't work on Saturdays. And so that's kind of a bummer, but he comes to the shop sometimes on Saturdays or we quickly meet for lunch or, um, it's the one day he's in Thomasville cause he works in Tallahassee. And so that's kind of nice. And, and again, I just like that it's busy and, and I would rather, so I try to take off on Mondays. Um, I would rather have a day off where it's going to be slow in the yeah. store and you're not missing something. Saturdays are story time and there are book signings and so they're fun. Um, so I, I have grown to like working on Saturdays um, and I don't mind it. The other thing I love about Saturdays is it's busy enough that I have, I need help. And so yeah. my help is Carolina. Yeah. So my daughter's working in there and she's just knitting up a storm. And yeah. it's what's really fun then is like we get, I have somebody I can share like, did yeah. you see this or how that worked out? <laughs> yeah. But even more than that is the things that she's knitting mm-hmm. uh, because she's 22 and mm-hmm. stylish. People want to know what she's knitting. Yeah. And it's, it's just really just satisfying as a shop owner yeah. and as a mom to have people, you know, Oh, whatever you're working on. I really want to know what she's doing yeah. over there. Oh, you know, so people fun. walk around and look at the samples and see which one she did. Yeah. And then they want to pick out the yarn for that. And yeah. That's, so really that's also what comes with Saturdays. Yeah. That is special. My mom and I work together in the shop on Tuesdays and that's really fun. It's just a totally different dynamic. And I think it makes the books or two feel like a family operation, yeah. which it definitely is. Um, so couldn't do it without my family. So and the windows, do you? Guess, yeah. Yeah. Cause I know your mom does your together. displays. Yeah. And... She helps with, she comes in and does, she works her magic. I call it. She really knows she has, she just has a good eye and she comes in and she, she did my window display for Valentine's day and, um, and people really love her, but so I'm quieter and more introverted, but my mom is really extroverted and fun. And so people really like, interacting with her and I think it's fun because she's my mom and so she loves me and she's proud of me and somebody will come in and ask for a book and my mom will be like well I don't know but you really need to talk to my daughter Annie like as if everybody knows who Annie is it's just really sweet and it fun. is sweet yeah so I that's special and I didn't get to do that at my other jobs so yeah that's that is really great about small business ownership yeah is um and especially I think in Thomasville because it's such a family oriented yes town is yeah. that it's perfectly 
expected that you yeah. would be talking about yeah. your adult child or yeah. your mother. People love it. And like it's not embarrassing to them. They think no. it's sweet. They think it's delightful. And so that's that is really yeah. Fun. They'll come in that, like did Carolina style this or <laughs> yeah. you know did she help you with your window? Yeah, and, uh, that yeah. that's special. I think a special part of small business ownership. Um, so you talked briefly about the knitting community. Um, so why do you think community events and classes are important for the life of a business? Because it's not just important for knitters. That's important in the bookstore, too, um, is this sense of community. Um, so wh- why do you think those are important? Well, it sets this sense of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's inherent, I think, in... Um, small yarn shops or what they're really known as is LYSs or local yarn shop. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of an acronym for yeah. it. I don't know why, but people <laughs> feel a real allegiance to uh-huh. their yarn shop. Yeah. Um, if it's done well at all. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been in one that didn't already yeah. have that sense. And I felt the same way to several of them in Tallahassee, which has also made it easier for me to open in Thomasville. Cause they I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that. a part of competing with, yeah. What I felt like was my shop. Yeah. Because I shop there. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And so much of our clientele is Tallahassee. But um, but we hosted, even at the bookstore a couple weeks ago, like a book club fair. And um, so many customers, we had, it was a horrible, rainy, cold night. And I thought, this is going to be a bust. And we had, I think, 45 people come out, which is huge. I mean, it's that, a book event. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a weeknight. And, and so anyway... But I overheard two customers say how much fun they'd had. And so I told them, oh, thank you so much for coming. And they looked at me and they were like, well, we had to come. We just felt like we needed to be here. And and I thought, oh. And one thing I have noticed a lot about at least owning a business in Thomasville is people take ownership of your store, which that can come with. Well, especially yours because yours has been around for so long. And it's in that lovely building that anchors the whole street. Yes. And so we definitely, people come in and for better or worse. So some days that might mean somebody's very opinionated about the change that we've made or whatever. But most of the time, what it means is people are really already invested in your business. And I think having community events has helped us a lot. Um, and I imagine it would do the same for you. Plus, it's they're just fun. They're a great way as a new person in Thomasville to get to know the community, too. So they're for me just as much as they are for the store. One of our favorite ones that we did was um, we had an event just for all... We've taught like 60 new knitters in, 40 mo- in four months. Oh, that's wonderful. So we had... We invited them right mm-hmm. before... Um, Christmas mm-hmm. to an event just for them mm-hmm. so that they could show off what they'd been making. Oh, that's And so we fun. had the patterns and they all had uh, laid out on the big table and we cleared off the oh. things that they had made with a tag on it. So they got to talk oh. about why they chose the yarn and what that's color cool. they made. And, yeah. Uh, so you're building pattern. community among them too. Right. They've met right. friends probably. And that's a, so in the, in, in our space, like yours, you have a place where people sit. Yeah. So we have the same thing where people sit and knit. Yeah. And, um, Every day somebody comes in, I didn't know you knit because they're sitting there knitting Uh, or they see each other. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun part of the job. Um, We've talked about how important it is to partner with other downtown businesses. You and I are doing a giveaway, I think, um, tomorrow. tomorrow, Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's going to be really fun. What are some other ways you have partnered with downtown businesses? So across the street from us is a business called Voyager Trading, mm-hmm. and they are distributors of looms and spinning wheels. Oh, that's which, right. They've got that big. Oh, that's a beautiful yeah. space. But they never really did retail. Yeah. 
but um, myself included, people would wonder, mm-hmm. you know, what goes on in there. They yeah. would be closed on Saturdays, but they they are actually the like the U.S. distributor of these fine. Um, crafted looms and, and spinning wheels from Poland. Oh, I had that, no idea. <laughs> right. That anybody who, who does that, right. weaves or spins, knows that name. Okay. So since we've been opened, we now have been partnering with them, and we and we fill up, this is our third workshop we have coming up, where they bring the looms over oh. and teach eight people at a time how to weave. Okay. And they... Oh, wow. People know how to use the looms. They go over there and then buy the looms. But oh, I, you wonderful. know, they use the yarn from the shop and they get to make something. They finish it in a day, yeah. which is you know you usually can't. You, there's a lot of knitted things you can finish in a day, right? But you know, not some, not this gigantic scarf like right. this and oh, stuff how like that. Neat. I so bet that, they love that. That has been really great, and yeah. they've had a lot more traffic and interest, and and it's expanded their hours because people are coming down. To fuzzy goat and then seeing what's oh, going that's on wonderful. over there. Plus, I hope that's really helping. So um, downtown Thomasville is kind of made up of Jackson Street and then Broad Street. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, Broad Street was pretty well established at least these past few years. Oh, absolutely. But Jackson Street, I think, had a few really great shops. They just needed a couple more. to, And I think they could continue to add a few more and start to have this really vibrant part of downtown Thomasville especially the West Jackson yeah. area so there was Bacchus there which was fantastic they really you know start, made it a good place a cool place to go yeah go shop but yeah um yeah with that and, and now Sturdy Brothers and that's another one that we've partnered with and, okay. and we look forward to doing more so good. um Yarn is thought of as more of a feminine part, so we're changing that. We have a guy (laughs) teaching for us in a couple weeks, and and we do have several guide knitters coming in. Good. Um, But we've had some of the Sturdy Brothers aprons in there, and and just letting people know that across the street is is Sturdy Brothers, and while you're down here looking at this crafted... Yeah. Um, items go across the street, make use of that. And That's so, and one of my Flaunt, too, things. with the Center oh. for the Arts was... Yeah, Flaunt is, um, I guess, a yearly or an annual arts festival in Thomasville. And this past year, the theme um, was Pop It Up, I think yeah. was their slogan. And it um, created pop-up shops all down west and east. Right, Jackson. so it was just yeah. perfect timing. Yeah, that, and that was us. perfect for you yeah. guys, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so one thing I have noticed in the shop is, in my own personal store, is a lot of readers are knitters yes. and vice versa. Why? <laughs> Why is that, do you think? Oh, so I've, I've thought about that because we do, we share a lot of, we were saying regulars. Yes. You and I have some of the same regulars. Yes. I think it's because we like new adventures. Oh, that's a good way to put it. So knitting is every time you pick up a new project. Yeah. Um, well, even before you pick up the new project, just like before you pick up the new book, yeah. it's an adventure in picking it out. Yeah. Where, which one do I want to do? Oh, what do I want to learn? Yeah. You oh, know, that's a where do thought. I want to kind of go yeah. in my head? I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. I, I, I've had a lot of customers. Actually, I've had, I've had two specific customers who've come in and they've said, we are loving knitting, but we haven't read a book in a while because it's not something. I, well, I some people can. Yeah, I am not. I've not gotten there either. Yeah, where you can where read you can do and, both. And, yeah. Um. But then, and then I had one lady come in, and she was like, "I had to put down my knitting project because I just needed to read a book." And it was. It's just cute there because they're having so much fun, and it's these two hobbies that I just thought, oh, of course, there's an overlap because those are the things you can do from anywhere. That's yeah. what I love yeah. about reading. I can pack a book. I I do. I take a book everywhere. I go. People always ask, well, how do you read so many books? Well, I have one with me 
instead of picking up my cell phone, I will pick up a book. Like, they're just with me all the time. And I've seen women who do that with their knitting projects. Right. You know, in the middle of the airport, you'll see people knitting. Or So, to me, that's it's the convenience of it, too. It's There are very few hobbies that you can kind of take with you. And one thing I like about knitting that kind of dovetails with the reading is if you're with a group of people and you pop picked up your book, right. you might be considered rude. Yes. But you could. Yes. <laughs> you could pick up your knitting right. and knit in a group and talk about the book you've been reading. Yes. That's and that's the other thing too. about knitters and readers is we like to talk, not it's only true, do it, but like we want to share yeah. what we're working on. Yeah. How did you do that? What project are you working on? What that's book? That's fun. We need to start. We need to start some kind of oh, absolutely. book group. We're going to have, that'll be fun. We'll have to talk about that. So last question that I try to ask our people who come on the show, what are you reading right now? Um, the book that I'm actually rereading is Einstein's Dreams. Okay, I haven't read that one. Alan Lightman is, <laughs> is um, it's a collection of short stories, so this is something that I can yeah, relate to right now, not fall asleep yeah. before I <laughs> get too far. It's a slim book, it's probably been out 10, 15 years, I'm not sure, I've recommended it okay. over and over again to people. And so it's these um, stories of what, how Einstein thought about time, okay. but through stories. So one that I remember uh, really clearly is, depending on where you live in the town is how fast time moves. Okay. Interesting. So if you were really uh, well off, mm -hmm. you would live higher up in the mountains okay. because time moved really slowly there and you could have more oh, of it. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then um, if you didn't mm -hmm. have that much mm -hmm. um, income, you lived down where uh, things, were, busy. Where things were really busy okay. and your longevity was, was, short. was, was shorter. And so uh, the disparity yeah. in that and, and people up at the top might send people down so they didn't lose uh -huh. any time. But then also people... Um, would um, want to be able to have time purposefully move faster, faster, slow. Okay. So, like, if you were a teenager, you'd try to get up to the higher part because you'd want the time to go fast. Okay. And then uh, new parents would want to be. Oh. oh, how fun! Yeah. So just the That's way kind of there's yeah. several stories like that. Okay. That go through there. Neat. I'll have to look that yeah, one up. I like that one. Well, good. Well, thank you so much oh, for Andy, coming. Oh, this was so much fun. This was fun. I'll come back anytime. And let's keep Fantastic. thinking about what we can do with those knitters and Yeah, I think there's readers. a way to partner there. I think that'll be yeah. fun. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From the Front Porch. As usual, you can follow along the conversation at www.bookshelfthomasville.com. We'll make sure to put a link to Cadence's shop, The Fuzzy Goat, in our show notes. And you can also follow us along on iTunes. Thank you so much. See you next time. <laughs>